What's your favorite scary movie? Do you ever fantasize about damn enchiladas? That's much too vulgar display of power, Karen. Let me ask you one question. Are you having fun? We all go a little mad sometimes. Because <laughs> I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, you and I are going to have some fun. Oh, no. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Shut up, you bitch hog. Game over. Most of my notes are there's just some more people talking and walking around and talking and they're walking around and talking again. How is this taking this long? <laughs> Welcome back to the Dreadcast, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode 74. He's nailed it. I did stutter a little bit. I did hesitate <laughs> a little a bit. Hesitation, but, but. I stuttered a little bit. Episode 74 of the Dragcast. I am Tom. This is the lovely Aiden. We are your hosts Hello. this evening or wherever you're listening or watching. This is probably the most serious and stern intro we've ever done. Yes, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Reason being, I have a timer here. Oh, yeah. Do you see what it says? It says one hour. That is how long we are going for today. Yeah. Because this may be, we're 74 episodes into this show, and it, this may be the most naive we've ever been to, let's watch a horror film. Or is it, though? <laughs> As I mean, we'll get into, no. no, we'll get into, well, hang on, where's my, where's my prop? <laughs> Where, he's got a prop, he's got props. Damn, headphones. <laughs> ah. that, I mean, What prepared. does that say? That says eight original horror classics. Doesn't it just? It does. Now. Now. Today's episode, folks. Today's episode. We're not doing news or anything like that. We're just going to get straight into it because we need to get straight into it. Today's episode, folks, is the 1943 installment edition yeah. Variation, version. version, whatever have you. It's not the original of The Phantom of the Opera. And we're off. This is the seventh in our series. <laughs> seventh? I believe it is the seventh, actually. Uh, yeah, seventh in our series. More after this. Of when we ventured into the Monsters of Universal, or Monsters Essential Collection, Universal Monsters, whatever you want to call it, Blu-ray box set that we both have. It was kind mm -hmm. of a coincidence and figured, why the hell not? Yeah. And... For the most part, it's been a really good series. It we, has. We've had, it has its ups and downs, but the downs haven't been dramatically, you know. No. Like, until oh, now. Until now, which we'll get into. <laughs> and I, I want to preface that with it's not down, down, in a this is one of the worst films we've ever watched or done because they're, by no, no means it was not a bad film. No. But anyway, um, Monsters, okay? Eight original horror classics. Now, from what we've what I've learned with today's film, horror can be interpreted in numerous ways, in many, many ways. You got mm -hmm. the thing is with this box set is all the horrors are technically supernatural, otherworldly, or not of reality. Our world, uh, yeah. probably the closest to that is probably the Invisible Man because it's not a monster, but it's a science experiment. Science thing but going on. Yeah. Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, the Mummy. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Creature from the Black... No, we haven't done that yet, but still, that will fit in because it's a fucking creature yeah. from the Black Lagoon. Um, I was trying to look down. I couldn't remember the other one. Wolfman. Mm -hmm. And Bride, okay, which, Bride. We, which is basically Frankenstein 2. Yeah. All otherworldly, all supernatural, all not of our reality. Today's film is a horror in a completely different way and is a bitter man who had some green liquid thrown on his face. Yes. Acid. So an acid attack victim. Re yeah. Suffered various rejections. And... I can understand the ori those original films being... Coming across as horror films in back in the day. 100 years yeah. ago. You know, Dracula, Frankenstein. Yeah. Terrifying. Now this is 1943. So 20 years... No, 10 years after 
around 10 years after Dracula and Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. This is not a horror film. No, it's not. I mean, this is not was, a horror film. There was another Phantom of the Opera, Universal Phantom of the Opera, which was 1925. Yes, with Lon Chaney. Yes. Um, which I believe we said we were going to try and watch. No time, folks. No time. This, and I had no, I had no time either. <laughs> no to time. be honest, after, after watching this, I was like, I'm not sitting through the same story again. I don't care. <laughs> ah, may, maybe not with that one. But there is one in the future I think we could sit through. Now, mm -hmm. are you aware? Because there have been so many Phantom of the Opera films. And yep. it, um, variations. Obviously, the stage play with uh, Frank Spencer and Gerard Butler, modern one. You're aware of the Robert England version? Uh, 1989. No, I am I not. wasn't either. Um, do you want to watch the trailer? Uh, yeah. Okay, let's do Why it. Why not? Back in a sec, folks. <laughs> Yeah, so that is another version. Yeah, I mean, that... that looks more interesting and exciting and, like, something happens in it. Yeah, uh, it, but the fact they state in it um, a retelling of the, the horror classic. Now, let's go back to our horror classic, Yeah, <laughs> which is not a horror classic. No. Uh, no. I, I, I don't, again, I don't know if it's horror interpreted in just a different way. I mean, I, I get I get where they're coming from. It's got it's got elements. So I mean, it, it, this is another one uh, like we've found with the other Universals that is based on an old like novel, Victorian novel. So this yeah. is uh, this was written in the eighteen eighties by Gaston Leroux, yeah, which is the most French name I've ever heard in my life. I it's up it. there. It's up there. Um, which. And as as far as I know, this you know the the various retellings of it follow the story close enough, um, and it's based. His original story is apparently based on real stories that were coming out of various theaters in Paris at the time about just these sort of rumors that they might be a haunt, that they might be haunted, and there was a chandelier incident um, oh, where you know, a bunch of people were injured. <laughs> um, so he saw that was his sort of inspiration for for writing this story, mm. um, but. Yeah, I've got to, I mean, I wasn't expecting to love this one, I've got to say. Ditto. I had no no idea what I was getting into. I knew, mm. well, you know, you know what the Phantom looks like. you got, you know, sometimes the half mask or half yeah. mask at the top there and the cape. And it's an opera. Mm -hmm. Phantom of the opera. That's it. That's all I knew. Yeah. I mean, I knew the basic story, that it was a, about, that there was sort of a love, unrequited love element yes, to yes. it. Yes, yes. Um, I knew, yeah. So I knew, I knew the sort of basics, um, but again, as we found with the bride, mm. there's not really much phantom in this. No, when when I was messaging you earlier and we were talking about the film, and because you you only watched it earlier on today, yeah, I watched it this morning. Um, you said oh, I've got ten minutes left, so and I was thinking, oh, okay, so you've got the film left, basically. <laughs> you've, yeah. got, you've got you've got the film you, you know you you've gone through the melodrama and opera after Several opera, opera after opera it, the opera just keeps going <laughs> I, I, obviously when we normally do our episodes we try not to go oh. shot for shot through each film but we we tried to go through the film i can't go through this film if i'm honest with today that is why i have our timer <laughs> okay i mean <laughs> I, I don't know what happened no, I, I I really struggled to pay attention. There was a lot of just people talking and opera. walking around and chatting, and it not really being nothing driving the plot forward. Just sort of repetition of the same thing. So, as an example, one of uh, one of the scenes in the film is that lead singer falls ill, and they they find out that she's been drugged. In only order for five for... minutes. Hmm? Only for five minutes. Yeah, only for... She, she may have overate as well. I love <laughs> oh, yes! Like, she's been drugged. Or possibly she overate. Yes, that <laughs> yeah, was so that's, good. That's also good. But, um, but yeah, so so the young the young starlet um, can sort of take in. And, and, and this is the, the Phantom's 
uh, MO, his driving mm. force is that he wants this this woman that he's fallen in love with to basically Christine. become a star. Christine. Christine, yes. yeah. Um, so we we don't see it. it all happens off camera, but she's 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 drugged, so she has to drop out of the performance, and Christine can stand in. And then we get like twenty minutes of this like who done it? Oh, she was poisoned. Oh well, uh, they just they're just chatting about it for ages and ages and ages, and it's just like, yeah, yeah okay, we get it. Move on, move on to something else. They, yeah. they just, it just, there's a lot of just ran, just conversation happening and not much, about things that we've already seen and nothing else is going on. And I, I easily like just switched off, let yeah, I five, ten minutes times. go by. And then when I sort of got distracted by my phone or whatever, when I picked it back up again, I had not missed anything. I didn't feel like I'd missed any mm. salient plot points. I didn't have to rewind it to catch what was going on. There was like not very much happens, and there's a lot of talking about the not very much happening, and mm. then like you say, it all kind of happens in the last ten minutes. Yeah, when we actually get to see the Phantom properly, and just as soon as we see him, he's like defeated, sort of. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the stage the stage fell down basically. <laughs> A gunshot causes a collapse. Two, two gunshots. Like, sorry, two gunshots. But he's not. So nobody even gets shot. No. It's just like the gun goes off, which causes the cave. The, the polystyrene sub, to fall down. Subterranean layer. around that time. Oh. The, the, the basic, yeah, the basic premise is, yeah, it's uh, Claude Rains, one of our uh, featured actors in a monster yes, universe. One of he our, was in our, the our, Wolfman. Uh, yes. One of our previous um, Universal alumni. He was the Invisible Man. He was the Invisible Man. Yeah. And I I, I hope I said it. Uh, If anyone goes back and hears me say, oh, I thought he was rubbish. No, I actually liked him as the Invisible Man. I Uh, think he was great as the Invisible Man. Yeah, he was good. I mean, my criticism is is none of the performances. I mean, of course, a couple of the characters I didn't like, but none of the performances were bad. And... Yeah. It's, it, it just it wasn't just wasn't an interesting watch. No. It's an hour and a half long, so it's longer than any of the others. Oh, and, tremendously, yeah. And as we've said with all the other all the others that we've watched, is that the 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 story kicks off straight away, then and nothing. There isn't much of a build up. They get straight into it, and it clicks along at a fairly reasonable pace, and we get you know the story told. Yeah, this is like. They they make full use of that extra half an hour runtime to just oh god yeah just do nothing show us some opera. So I mean, you, I can't criticize opera. the Phantom of the Opera for having opera scenes in it because that's to be expected. <laughs> that is to be expected. But yeah, it, it's it just takes far too long to get going. It does. It does. Um... Yeah, Cla- Claude Rains. It, it the thing you said about the performances. The performances weren't bad. It's the direction of the performances I really struggled with. Um, everyone's act. Okay, it's set in it's set in Paris. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's set at the Opera Gar- Garnier. I found out Palais Garnier. Um, it's not actually set there. It's a set which they actually won an Oscar for. Well, no, no, no. Sorry, my my correction, my mistake. They won an Oscar for cinematography. Read that up this this morning, which eh, fair enough. Um, it's set in Paris, but everyone's accent is different. Yes, there very, are. Yeah, there are clearly some. I would say American actors there that mm-hmm. are trying to hide their American accent, or there are people trying to do a French accent, not not very well. Or I even thought I heard some Italian there, and it's. It's the case of okay, I, I understand you. This is for a Western audience set in Paris. Just let everyone be English. It's fine. Just do just do English. We know it's set there. It's fine. That's it's been done in films before. But and they still call each other Madame, Mademoiselle, and, yeah. and, and, and Sir. And it's with, yeah, the sort of French. Um... But it, yeah, it felt that everyone's accent was so so obscure, so different. Um, 
and the as, as far as the direction, our two main leads because we've always got we've always got a love interest. There's always there's always the monster quote unquote being the phantom in this one, mm-hmm. and our main female lead who is somehow involved with the monster and our uh male lead that's trying to save her in a way or who is in love with her or engaged to, to our female lead we've got two though here that are pro- uh, vying for her love but there are moments in this film where they are so goofy like they both oh. go to walk through a door and it's like boing oh, oh the end the, the you buddy, first the buddy comedy between the yeah the, it happens the more than once baritone and they are the same man as well yes they are. i got confused we've criticized, we've criticized these films in the past for for a lot of a lot of the sort of supporting characters and the the wider cast being interchangeable, just you know, vaguely posh older British men or in tuxedos, and it being a little confusing as to who's who. These two guys are the same. They've both got the same style mustache. Yep. They look. I was there's a couple of scenes where they're talking to each other directly, and I was like scrutinizing it to make sure that it was actually two different people, and I wasn't looking at a. He looks so same, similar, like a same guy playing playing two parts, sort of a sort of a deal. Um, yeah, it was. I think it, um... they were. I mean, we've had comic relief characters in other films as well. We had the the, the bumbling policeman in Wolfman. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, and the Baron. I guess he and the, be, the, the the Baron's a little bit. I mean, by sort of a more exce- eccentric, um, eccentric than goofy or com- comedy aspect. I'd say. Yeah, but these two taking just just took the biscuit with it. Really, yeah. yeah. Just being so extra that it was it was like farcical comedy. Um, at some points when they when they those two were together, there's a scene where they both meet christine they're both talking to christine and they're like finishing each other's sentences yep. and like talking at the same time they're like a little double act and it's yeah it's like all of a sudden i'm watching a laurel and hardy show or something like that it was painful it was it was um yeah so as i, I was saying the, the, the we're not gonna go through the whole story but the story stories does seem to change like the mythos oh yeah that's a good word of the phantom of the opera does seem to change through what different iterations of it not that i've seen them all but from looking them up it does seem to change i mean for the trailer we just watched of the 1989 robert england installment that sounded entirely different from what the, the man apparently skins people okay oh yeah that was like um <laughs> they all sound so different and this one he uh so claude rains plays a failing um violinist um the maestro kicks him out of the opera opera group um and he's like his rent is due he's gonna get kicked out of his house by his non his american but not american landlady um he goes to try and get his uh, manuscript his manuscript or is it his piece of music uh yeah it's published. a concerto that he's written yeah, yeah published but they end up like stealing it he goes crazy but at this pl- at this um i don't know what, what is it it's like a like a music shop or a, like a pub is it like a publisher publisher maybe that he goes to because the yeah. woman is he uh, the the owner there is um teaching a a new colleague about something that includes acid yes i can't remember what i can't remember what they were i assume about. that they were developing photos but i wasn't yeah 100 sure on just what it was but for some reason there was acid in the room yeah. a big a big tray of acid was um, there and uh he discovers that his manuscript has been stolen he hears it he goes mental and kills the owner of the shop just by choking him and uh, this young lady throws acid in his face and that then begins his descent into madness being the phantom yeah. of the opera before this though as he's been dismissed by the maestro he uh comes across christine our female lead who he we are told basically told then that he has he's in love with he's mad yeah. about and throughout the rest of the film he's doing all he can to make sure she is successful and the lead and the best everyone knows about her but going about it in the wrong way every time like you said poisoning the other female lead in the opera um trying to he, well, he tries to kill our two uh raul raul um he the, the, i mean he started the, he, he sends uh like an angry letter campaign doesn't he <laughs> basically saying if you don't make christina star does. Like I'm gonna cause trouble. Um, yeah. yeah, any way possible. 
any i mean the biggest thing he does is cut down the chandelier to crash into the audience he does kill i mean that, that again that was like just sort of a pointless thing he kills um an extra in in the performance because and they're wearing similar costumes and he sort of kills him dons his costume to like walk among yep the the performance and there's just... absolutely no point to it whatsoever he achieves nothing yep he, no he doesn't point. use it he doesn't do that to 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 cause you know to to spoil the performance in any way there's absolutely no point in that nope. other than we get an extra murder did a bad I, murder i did done a bad murder <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh, yeah it's but i mean the first like we don't see so i think that acid attack is like 56 minutes in really um, I mean, no, it's, no, 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 sorry, no, no. Um, we see, no, sorry, it's 56 minutes into the film. So this is, yeah, an hour and a half, just over, I think. Um, it's 56 minutes before we see the Phantom, um, like, in the, the classic mask, cape, costume. We only see him silhouetted before that. Well, it's also um, a different mask. This is just covering um, nose up. Yeah. Whereas, what well, I always imagine the iconic imagery of the phantom of the opera is half is that half vertical one yeah the yeah. martin prince you know was blowing up there's, the science fair explosion there's probably i mean although i would say that i'm thinking that maybe the andrew lloyd Webber musical would be responsible for that but i'm just looking at a photo of uh, the poster for the andrew lloyd Webber musical mm. and it's the top half of the face it's not the it's not the half is it really yeah Interesting. Um, what about the original, the Lon Chaney one? The Lon Chaney one. See, I'm not sure. I mean, although I haven't said that, there's shots of the Broadway. So this, I'm, this is confusing. The, there are shots of the Broadway performance of it where he has the half face mask, but the one on the poster is the top half mask. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lon Chaney's Phantom. I think most photos of the Lon Chaney Phantom, he's not got the mask on at all. It's usually uh, just him being in, in all his sort of grotesque grisly self. There hmm. don't think there are any pictures of him with a mask on. Which is interesting. Really now? Hmm. I was also, I was very confused as to where he got this mask i mean that you obviously see later on but it's one of yeah. the part of the stage performance but it the mask itself is very neat very very proper it's very yeah, well i mean made. It's, it's, somebody mentions that it's a prop mask yeah i think yeah. isn't it but i mean it's not obviously related to any particular no performance no. or anything that i know but then again you know being the being the culture vulture that i am um my extensive opera knowledge uh i don't so know um did you watch this blu-ray did you watch it on this blu-ray disc itself? i did yes i i didn't realize it was in technicolor that's another thing i didn't realize i i had seen that okay i mean that's worthy that's worthy of note that it is because i do like glorious technicolor movies generally mm. um they look it really looked nice beautiful. and vibrant and beautiful yeah which probably doesn't fit the tone of no not the film one bit really because you kind of want gritty and dark and yeah black and white and but having said that as we've as we've said a good three quarters of this film it's basically about the opera and you could take the phantom out of it and it's just about two rival soprano singers and perform you know performing operas yeah yeah and a bit of a, a bit of a love interest thing on the side it's because the Phantom's part is very minimal in it. You could have shaved half hour off this really oh, easily. Easily. I mean, so easily. I, again, I think the policeman like sums up the first 40 minutes um, of the film in like two sentences. Mm. Um, so and, and I guess it is about 40 minutes in and he says something like, oh, um, yeah, the, the man's gone deranged from an acid attack and he just basically tells us in two lines exactly what's happened. And I was yeah, like, cheers. why have we bothered <laughs> watching that 40 minutes? You know what I mean? We could have, they, they definitely could, definitely could have like tightened this up and done without a lot of the 
the the opera performance i mean there's again there's it's like the first 10 15 minutes it's just loads of people looking at each other Mm-hmm. And you don't even know who the characters are at this point, but there's like people singing as somebody sort of staring at them from the wings, and then somebody notices that somebody's there looking at them, and it's just lots of people like watching each other, watching other people, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh well, I guess this is alluding to some sort of like love triangle thing going on, but it's like just just get on with it. Yeah. You know, one thing I did really take away from this is that I don't know if it's meant it was meant to look come across like this because the film is based on stage performance, you know, opera with sets. Some of the sets look like you were watching a you were out of theater show itself. Uh, like his mm. his um, I want to say apartment he, where he lived where he came in. It looked oh, it was a little bit wonky. Yeah, it kind of looked a bit Oliver esque. Like it did, it did. Yeah, you're right. It was very, it was very sort good of contrast compared to the rest of what the film actually is um, especially yeah, at the end I, as well i suppose i suppose that was kind of it was to make it look like it was you know i get he's he's a he's a struggling musician isn't he i suppose that yeah. was sort of to add to that vibe that you know he's not particularly well off and the money's tight and but it is just like yeah bad bad day he has one bad day and goes mad and <laughs> then yeah. can kills a bunch of people um yeah yeah, he does. Um, yeah, like I said, the sets, especially with the end as well, where we see him living underground in the in the Paris uh, Canal system, mm-hmm. where there is inevitably these huge, huge like, well, huge but small lake. Yeah, underneath Paris. I mean, it could be there. I, I never actually I've been to Paris, but never did the canal tour, and I know it's a very well famous tour you can do. You know, do the uh-huh. catacombs. I've done the catacombs, the catacombs. but never did the canal because apparently the the Paris can, um, sewage, not canal, sewage, sewage canals underneath uh-huh. are vast. Like, yeah. It's a big, big tour you can do. But this was, this was like, okay, we've got the water stage at Pinewood and we're going to use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, well, just, just, to, just to go way off tangent for a second. Go for it. Go uh, for it. Uh, the we, film watched did. A, we watched a movie called Catacombs from 2007. Ooh, the other night. It's got pink in it. It is one of the worst pieces of trash I've ever seen in my life. Um, wow. Do not recommend. <laughs> well, I'm going to look it up right now. It's awful. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it's really it's really difficult to say more about the Phantom of the Opera. It is. I say I didn't take many notes. I didn't write notes down um, that basically follow the film scene by scene. Um, a few things I did pick up on when we. We don't really see the Phantom properly until the end. The, the climactic mm-hmm. um, scenes of him basically causing all the destruction in the opera house. You know, when he kills the extra, like you said. We don't really see him properly until then. We see him running, covering himself with... Um, yeah. He's got a mask on. Why is he covering himself with his um, tape? Oh. By the by, when we do see him, we see silhouettes of him. Yeah. Uh, normally, when Christine is around, because he's trying to protect her. But say she's in her room, her lavish room with marble arches everywhere. We cut to a shot of the Phantom, which is a silhouette, but it's like behind a brick wall, like he's underground. So, and then, he, and then the silhouette he runs off. It's like, where, where, where are you? Yeah. Are I you know, running it's, around it's the difficult. walls? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's it. When she, because he appears at one point in a room and basically says, like, I'm, I'm gonna make you a star. Mm. Like, and yeah she's like oh, this voice this this embodied voice but like if his shadow is that big on the wall he must be like right next to you you you, you should you should be able to see him um maybe get into light and shadows again yeah i know, <laughs> I, know, <bro. laughs> I know that's a particular book oh. um but yeah his, his whole motivation changes as well so we when he when he sort of starts his terror campaign if you will he, he says that he tells christine that he's gonna make her a star because he's fallen in love with her and um he wants her to you know to be a success and to be able to sing and and all of this and then 
after dropping the chandelier on everyone, he just decides to abduct her. And he's like, you will sing, but you'll sing for me in my prison. <laughs> yeah. So, Which we can also establish he plays the piano. Yes. He's a violinist. He's a violinist. He's, I mean, he does it all. He's, he's a he does. Genius. He does. He does. Um, so, man, yeah, it, was, it, it just seems to be such a drastic thing that it was like, oh, now, now, he's, a, now he's a threat to her as well. He's just going to kidnap her. But there's no, like, it's such a quick switch. Like, it doesn't escalate to that, like, oh, if if the world can't have you, then nobody can. can. It's I don't know. It's very strange. Well, the, yeah, that's the thing. The whole, f the, the majority of the film, when he becomes the phantom after the acid, after the pocket acid, mm -hmm. he gets thrown in his face. Yeah, his goal is to, benote, um, without her consent, make Christine the biggest thing in the world, but yep. in the worst way possible. But like you said, snaps and changes and what's the point of the chandelier incident then? How's that going to help her? How's that going to yeah. benefit her? Unless unless that's just at this point to like cause a distraction so he can abduct her. Cause he I mean, does... possibly, yeah. Um, I mean, that... is it, <laughs> there is, when that chandelier drops and we have yeah. this like performance, the opera's going on and it keeps cutting to him in the rafters like furiously sawing at this chain and then back to the performance then back to the policeman looking for him. Um... And then it drops, and Christine comes running around the corner and goes, "What's what's going on? What's going on?" <laughs> Hi, Joe. What's happening out there? <laughs> it's such a, like there's people screaming and being carried off, and um... whenever there is in these films, whenever there is like a a crime happening or a murder, uh, like a policeman or someone who has discovered the body will go out to the public and go. So and so has been murdered, and, and yeah. everyone forms a mob and a group, and then is involved in this. Yeah. And that happens twice in this film. I noted, everyone gets yeah. involved. Yeah, but again, then then they spend a long time, um, like that nobody. But they, 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 there's an attempt at this sort of like the Phantom's a myth and he's not real. Mm. Um, yes, yes, they, they think it's a ghost. They blame whatever the guy's called. Sin uh, Anatoly, the the baritone, the the main lead male, yeah, uh, singer, whatever his name was. Um, so they they're sort of blaming him for the poisoning, yes. or the uh, or the murder. It's one of the other. Um, and he's yeah, he's sort of like the chief suspect for some reason. Um. And they, but they just, yeah, it's just kind of thrown out there that like, oh, yeah, nobody believes that there's a phantom. It's this guy, but they don't really do too much with it. And he's, I suppose, trying to prove the existence of the phantom to clear his name, but it's just not that heavy. It's just not no. that heavy in the plot, you know. It's it's, it's a very, like, it's a couple of throwaway lines. You kind of think, oh, right, okay, that's that's what's going on. But it's so loosely presented that it, do, it doesn't feel like we should be rooting for him to like prove the phantoms real or it yeah it's it just it's odd it's very odd there's one character I, he may be the owner of the opera house he's a bit eccentric himself um he's kind of got a bit frizzy hair big bold eyes and he's I, I think he had a little accent as well I, I can't remember his name I mean yeah um, yeah but I know the guy yeah there's I, do you know what a lot, a lot a lot of notes I took were quotes of some of the the writing right. some of it's quite funny like how there was um, I, yeah I already ticked off I'm sure she over ate because it was hilarious um he says they're talking about the murder and he says something like uh and now and now someone's committed the murder how dare he they're like but <laughs> what is the opera coming to and then he just sits down and starts furiously playing the piano like getting frustration <laughs> out because there's been a murder how dare he he's causing a muck in the opera house Oh, that's it, because they close the opera house, don't yes, they? Yes, they do, yeah. push to reopen it again. Like, the entirety of 
France will come to a halt if the opera everything. can't go the, ahead. The economy, it, everything. <laughs> and then they then they they do reopen it with this sort of plot to try and draw the Phantom out. Um, and and somebody says, <laughs> okay, again, I can't. I wasn't paying anywhere near enough attention to tell you which character it was, but they they mentioned the presence of the police being there, and it's like policeman at the opera. It's like being at the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the presence of the the presence of the cops at the opera is just bringing down the tone of the place entirely. Oh yeah, and um, it is this idea that like the opera is this the, the 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 epitome of high society, and for a murder to take place there, it's it's just tearing at the very fabric of French society. Well, you say of high society, and it's coming. I kind of noticed when you look at the crowd, um, it's either like just royalty or the um upper class like proper 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 upper class so i guess like back then the theater is only for the rich the theater slash opera was a bit more than the theater the i think opera yeah posh, certainly i think i mean obviously nowadays even opera opera as well but theater you anyone it's for it's for anyone anyway but mm. I, I guess if you like opera you could still probably get tickets at a cheaper rate Whereas back then it was it was more of an upper class thing to do and go and watch a very posh thing to do. Um, did <laughs> I'm not sure if I should bring this up actually. <laughs> I don't know if you noted it. Um, the you know in the I'm going to call it the publisher's office where where the incident happened where the, the acid was chucked on. Did you notice the sort of the, the look of the character that was playing his uh, piece of music on the piano. What do he look oh, like? No, not really. Go on. He looked very much like a... Um, a, a disgraced former British TV <laughs> presenter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I know exactly who you're talking about. And I have that exact note. <laughs> the very, very disgraced former yes, British... very, very disgraced. Piece of shit. Mm. Wow, did it look like that yes. that person? And I had to note it down because um, I could oh, I could not see it. Yeah, I have. Where is my note? <laughs> I'm just gonna try and. If you know, you find. know, folks. But yeah. if you don't know, it's fine. I mean, ultimately, he he fixes it to play the <laughs> concerto. Uh, he does <laughs> to draw the fan. <laughs> he yes, and that was my first thought on seeing him. Is that that's exactly who that looks like? Um. <laughs> yeah he's a scumbag in real life and he was a mm -hmm. scumbag in this film as well <laughs> but he comes back later and this is another point i wanted to bring up uh, relating to the chandelier moment when the chandelier drops yeah everyone there was a panic but then they just stop playing the piano again the, the orchestra start playing and then there's a shot where the opera fixes everything this it is why it's so important <laughs> for it to the show must go on there's a shot where there's like two i think it's about two french police officers standing next to the smash chandelier you can still hear a, a ruckus in the background probably people running out and then in the, the background there's the opera playing so they're playing while they're these guys are picking up brain matter and body parts <laughs> well in the smashed bodies of because <laughs> it's french. a huge chandelier huge chandelier yeah and that that's at least five people wiped out <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah definitely um, there, in fact, just as because we don't the way that, the way it's cut, we don't actually see it sort of fall and, and smash into the ground. Um, presumably, it was it would have been too big of an effect to try and yeah. pull off. Um, but just sort of as we have the wreckage, it cuts back to the wreckage of the chandelier. There's just a a woman carried up being carried away in somebody's arms in just like full swoon <laughs> recline. I mean, not a mark oh. on her, absolutely pristine. Not, oh my! <laughs> she's just like. Oh, it's all been too much. Um, yeah, that, that made me chuckle. Um, I mean, that's the sort of big set piece, I guess. Uh, it really is. Because, it's, I, I mean, mean, certainly the, the biggest thing that occurs in terms of causing, the Phantom causing trouble. You see the size of the chain that was holding it up, that thick steel, or probably maybe iron. Yeah, we got 15 minutes of him cutting through it. <laughs> well, it would have taken a long time. You saw it the, would have done, but I don't need to he see had. it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't fill the runtime with... We got to pad actual... it out. 
Oh, I, I have three different notes here that so much opera. More opera. <laughs> because, I mean, you, we may as well have just seen three shows. in the, they, yeah. they showed so much opera. Like, I get it. I get it, okay? It's called Phantom of the Opera. I know what I'm expecting. <laughs> I don't... Opera, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand the what they're saying. No, no couldn't, idea. Couldn't understand it. Um, but it, it kept going. It just kept going. They didn't cut. They they literally showed some some op- actual opera shows to the audience here. It's, I was mad. Absolute madness. Um, I mean, did you have any particular thoughts about the the, the effects of the Phantom when he when we get oh when his, he's demasked and when he is finally demasked. Uh, well, they goof. That's, I guess that's what they're building up to, right? In the, apparently, in the original story, um, he's born with the, the disfigurement, and it's only in later adaptations where some sort of accident has occurred. Um, obviously, an acid attack in this one. Yeah. I mean, they goofed with the placement of it because the uh, obviously the mask we said only covers nose up, and mm-hmm. when it's when it's whipped off his face... It's his right side. Yeah. It goes down to his jawline, mm. which was exposed previously with the mask on. Yeah. I also thought it just looked like he had a bunch of jam on his face. It looked pretty bad. It didn't <laughs> look great. It really did not look great. Um, he just smeared some raspberry jam down one side of his face. But it would have looked better in black and white. Yeah. Not great, but it would have looked it better. Would've... It would have done. Apparently, the ta- the tagline for this was flaming, inflaming Technicolor, not glorious Technicolor. Um, okay. Well, uh, I mean, we watched the Blu-ray version, so that's even more enhanced mm-hmm. than what the original Technicolor version would look like. It looked crisp. I will, I will say it looked very crisp yeah, it and looks colorful. Good. Yeah, yeah. No, like I say, I like those old Errol Flynn Robin Hood movies and stuff where they, mm. the, everything's all brightly colored and nice. But yeah, it just didn't really, didn't really fit with this subject i think they really it stands out it stands out in the collection as an oddity because it's in color um because it's not it's really not particularly horror mm. no it's, it's not it's, it's not it's, it's, it okay really a couple of murders isn't. and things happen and somebody gets acid yeah. thrown in the face but this is the least the lowest down on the on the horror spectrum yeah and it's not to say it's a bad film it's very well produced very it looks beautiful the sets are fantastic the acting is hit and miss the writing is a bit hit and miss with the goofiness between our two male leads yeah but it's not a bad film i actually don't mind claude rains i quite like claude rains in these films but it's, it really wasn't for me i knew it no, wasn't same. Be for me same um, you know it didn't come as a shock i wasn't excited uh, going into it no no, I must admit, I was very much like, right, let's let's get this over with. Yeah, I, I was as well, but again, I just I never want us to come across as shitting on the film for the sake of shitting on the film. No, this this is falling in line for our current series mm-hmm. on the eight monster monsters universal films in this specific box set. Um, there have been some hit and misses, like we said. I think it was the Mummy and probably Bride were the the misses mainly. Yeah. Uh, maybe bits on the Wolfman, but more so this one is probably the biggest miss. But again, not in a derogatory. It's awful film way. It just it it hit. It was a it was a big big miss in the world in horror aspect, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we do here. We try to talk about horror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is probably other than the Simpsons. This this is probably the least horror thing we've talked about. Yeah, ever. Um, I I honestly don't. I have much more to say about it. I mean, I don't really. How? What's the time I'm saying? Well, <laughs> you say that, sir, because the reason why I have a timer is because I have something else to get into. Oh. So, folks, that is The Phantom of the Opera, 1943. Um, yeah. Not a bad film. If you like Phantom of the Opera in general, if you've seen the stage show, go check it out. It's a, you will enjoy it. It's a good Give film a in film. It's nice. On that subject, we'll just we'll just quickly run over where you can see it. So, uh, as we've said, we've we've watched it on our you can purchase on our box set. box set. Um, it is available to rent mm. on, I think Amazon, Apple TV, YouTube, 
Google Play movies, a couple of quid if you if you're really desperate to watch it. Um, it is available on those. Yeah, on I figured of, it would be. But rental on a bunch of streaming platforms. Yeah, I mean, possibly Sunday afternoon on Channel Four as well. It's definitely got that sort of vibe to it. Ooh, it, it could TV just be channels. It could just be on TV. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'd give Channel Four. This. I don't think Channel Four. This it is a just, very British conversation that, here, folks. <laughs> it just has that vibe. It just has that sort of. It's because it's. I think it's because it's in, in Technicolor. It just has that feeling of Sunday afternoon movie on after the horse racing coverage. <laughs> yes, there we go. On Channel Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Before... at my nan's house. Oh no! <laughs> Gotta get home and get my homework done. Forgot to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I, for me. It's neither here nor there. Recommendations. If you like Phantom of the Opera, go see it. That's yeah. go watch it. That's what I would say. But yeah. other recommendations. Or if you're, you're a completionist, yeah, check it. Yeah, which we kind of. Stuff kind of have to be with this we've got one I mean, more to do yeah. um before we get on to my my next thing um last one next month in march will be creature of the black lagoon and i i think we'll be back to back to the way we were yes. <laughs> back on track with that one um thankfully this wasn't the last one we don't want to end the series on this no. so this will be nice to go back to which i believe creature of the black lagoon is black and white as well it is back and white. Yeah, yep. back to basics. Cool. So that'll be back in the end of March. And then April, we'll be bringing in the Raven-sized coffin, which is somewhere around here. Mm. Um, next episode, I'll, I'll get it out and we'll refresh everyone in case uh, anyone is new to the podcast and you're wondering what the fuck are they talking about with a Raven-sized coffin. Well, now go back through our messages and find what that's my fine. picks were because I that's can't remember. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to leave it. If you're new here, Raven Size Coffin, come back next time and you'll find out exactly what we're talking about. Or go to all past episodes, or well, all of them, but you can do. Go to the recent past episodes and we'll be talking about it there. And you can find all those past episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Samsung Podcasts, TuneIn Alexa, which is your Amazon Echo. Uh, all those by searching the it. underscore dreadcast. And you can also find us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, slash X, and TikTok, the underscore dreadcast. And you can write to us if you want to send us a little email, the dreadcast podcast at gmail.com. I mean, somebody please just once send us an email. (laughs) Begging you, please. Come on, please. (laughs) Just send us an email. Begging you. Anything. Um... Yeah, that is that's getting all the uh, uh, boring stuff out of the way. Um, housekeeping, the admin. Uh, housekeeping, yeah. Uh, but, 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 I don't think there was anything else. What have you got in store? Well, what, I got, I got a little, well, I knew I knew this would be a short one. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it because I feel like we, for the most part, kind of, kind of, um, coming across, we come across the same sort of mindset for a lot of these. Like I, I had oh, a feeling yeah, you so. would, I had a feeling you'd feel the same of this as I did. Uh-huh. So I figured, okay, we're not going to talk for long, but let's pad it out. We got to have some filler. So what I've got for you here, Aiden, is a Wicker Man quiz. Oh, <laughs> this is filler. Oh, filler big time. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have no shame in this. This is filler time. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is 20 questions. This is the ultimate Wicker Man quiz. The ultimate Wicker Man quiz. Where have you found this? I don't know. I just typed in ultimate. I just typed in Wicker okay, Man quiz. Okay. I did this about 10 minutes before we came on. Nice. I need. I needed some filler. Um, I like Play it. along at home, folks. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass myself no matter about not knowing any of the answers. Pause it when it's you. My were... favorite film. Exactly. Ever. That's why I went. That's why I went with it. Are you ready? Yes, as I, as I'll ever be. Question one. To what national identity did the island of Summer Isle belong? Scottish Scotland. Trying to find the answers. <laughs> Did I get it right? I'm trying to find the answers. <laughs> They're here somewhere. There they are. Uh, let me just copy. Let me open. They're at the bottom of the page. I have to keep scrolling down. Um, 
This is this is this is the ultimate filler. This is. Do 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 do. Shut up. Sorry, I have the power to edit all this out. Yeah. Right. Um. Where are the answers? There they are. Okay. Which you said Scottish. Scottish. There we go. One for one. Yay. What was the name of Rowan Morrison's mother? Oh. Me. I'm me, Morrison. Even gave the accent as well. It's committing. It's committing to it, folks. <laughs> May, your final answer. Actually, yes. um, they, there are multiple choices here. But what I wasn't going to give them to you because I figured I wanted to see. If you really couldn't get it, I'll give you the multiple choices. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go on. And then you'll then I will give you half a point. Fair enough. I'm sticking with me. Okay. You are correct, sir. Two for two. Lord Summerisle is one of the most memorable villains to be played by genre veteran Christopher Lee. As of two thousand and one This is an awful question. As of two thousand and one, what was Lee's most recent film appearance as a villain? Now, do you want the do you want the four answers? Because As of two thousand and one yeah what was his so what was the role mm. uh saruman in uh lord of the rings uh, do you want the specific one i would li I quite like it yes. oh i mean 2001 fellowship of the ring Are your final answer yeah you're correct sir lee was a memorable mad scientist in gremlins 2 and he made a oh, cameo. Shit, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and he made a cameo as a judge in Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. But his most recent turn as a baddie was his scene-stealing performance as Saruman the White in Fellowship of the Ring. Attack of the Clones won't be out until a year later. Ah, uh, I didn't even think about that. Dooku. What animal is buried in place of Rowan Morrison's body? A hare. Didn't even need. Didn't even need the multiple choice. Now, this does say ultimate quiz, so mm, we'll see. Shortly after presenting the lovely innkeeper's daughter with a young man to enjoy for the evening, Lord Summer Isle compares her to a specific pagan deity. Which one? Oh, that is a deleted scene as well. That's not in the theatrical Is it now? Book. Yeah. Would you like the multiple choice? Um, just give me a minute. That's oh, right. Uh, he compares her to a deity. Aphrodite? Final answer? Yeah. Correct. Though all four are Greek goddesses, the four we get given here, uh, mm -hmm. renowned for beauty, only Aphrodite is mentioned specifically in the scene. So, next one. Finish this portion of the song being chanted by the Summer Isle school children during their dance around the Maypole. Okay. And on that bed, there was a girl. And on that girl, there was a blank. Uh, boy. I think. Be more specific. Oh, uh, and on that bed, there was a girl. And on that girl, there was a... Is it man? Not yes, boy? Yes, it's man. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Um... Okay, according to the school teacher, what is the only circumstance under which the students are taught anything of Christianity? The only circumstance? Oh, as a comparative... Uh, I can't remember the exact line, but in a, as a comparative religious study it, or that's, something. That's, that's it. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. A comparative religion. Well done. Well done, sir. Well done. Look at this. <laughs> En route to Lord Summer Isle's estate, the British investigator catches a glimpse of some local girls leaping over a fire while nude. What ritual is he told they are performing? Ooh, fertility. Yeah. Final answer? Is it, do we want more than that, or is it... Uh, um, yeah, final answer. It's fertility ritual. Fertility right. Yep, that's it. Yeah. yeah. When the film opens... Oh, here we go. Come on. No, I might as well do this for you. When the film opens, what is Summer Isle best known as a producer of? Apple. Apples. Not meat, not bread, not paganism. Nope. 
During the scene in Summer Isle Pharmacy, we get a look at an example of neo-pagan medicine when a small child is told to hold a small animal in its mouth to help a sore throat. What is that animal? Oh, I, I, a toad. It's either frog or toad, isn't it? I mean... I'll give you it. Fuck it. It's yeah. the same thing. It's a frog. It's yeah, a frog. I'll give you that one. What is the innkeeper's daughter wearing during the famous dance sequence? Nothing at all. <laughs> How do you remember that? <laughs> so you telling me she's not wearing a black cloak or goat horns or blue face paint? Okay. I mean, I'd, I'd nothing. love to it see is, it, but it is no. nothing. During the May Day parade, the performers cross their swords into a specific symbolic shape. What is it? Oh, a star. Oh, the now. Now. <laughs> How many sides the sun. has this got? I think it's a it's a, a star shape, but I'm going to say the sun. It's supposed to be the sun. That's not one of the answers. So I'm going to give you all of them. Oh, okay. Hexagram star, pentagram star, oh, pent pentagram. pentagon star, or crescent moon. Crescent moon. Pentagram. Pentagram. You are incorrect, sir. Uh, pentangle. Again, um, you are incorrect, sir. What? It is hexagram star. Oh right, okay. Uh, the blades cross to form a hexagram or six-sided star. This was apparently a major pagan symbol, similar to the more well-known pentagram of the ancient world. It is the same structure as a Hebrew star of David and has been speculated that the Jews may have adopted and adapted the icon as their own during the oh. Babylonian captivity. A pentagon well, is an inverted pentagram and typically a satanic symbol as opposed mm. to a pagan one. <clears throat> Who knew? Okay, so yeah, right. I mean, I suppose it's a it's a, it's a six pointed star, isn't it? Over a five pointed star. So this is embarrassing, mate. This is embarrassing. Mm. Unbelievable. One wrong. What does Lord Summerall wear during the May Day Parade? Oh, uh, a dress and a long wig. Would you say a woman's dress? I mean, it's twenty twenty three, man. Sorry, Anybody I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's not what I've got here. Um, well, I mean, yeah, they're going to argue over semantics. You know, is traditionally it <laughs> may be considered attire of the female persuasion. Women's clothing, a crown, armor, or a cape. I mean, woman's clothing. That's all I'm after. That's all I'm after here. That's all I'm after. That's all we're after. Finish this line from one of the film's Celtic-style folk tunes. One time I had a hundred... One time I had a hundred blank. Blank, yeah. Ooh. I'm going to need the options for this. This is not ringing any bells at all. Girls, goats, sheep, or pence? Sheep. Correct. I mean, that was pure guess because I do <laughs> not remember that the line tune... at all. The tune is a ballad in which the singer describes having fallen from great wealth into poverty. Oh. How many generations of samurai lords have reigned over the island? Oh. I can't remember. Go on, give me the options. Uh, three, four, one, or five? Five generations. Incorrect, sir. It's free. Ah. Okay. The British investigator pro no. the British investigator probing Rowan Morrison's death eventually finds himself taking an unwitting role in the May Day celebration. What role is given him? What role is given him? Yes. He's given the role of the sacrifice. Surely. Do you like the answers? Yeah, give me the options. Go on. Wanted to make sure I didn't get the remake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be. It can't be because we've already talked that Christopher Lee. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so where were the answers again? Uh, the answers been what role is given to him? King for a day, a dragon, man, animal, or minstrel? 
Oh, yeah, it's king for a day. There it is, yeah. Yeah. Is that right at the end? Well, he's captured. Yeah. Yeah. Horrified by the paganistic burial practices he observes around Rowan Morrison's supposed grave, the deeply religious investigator does something to try and make the area more... Pious? Pious? Pious, yes. Pious. What does he do? <laughs> he makes a cross out of a couple of sticks. I think it's like an old apple crate or something he breaks. Yeah, he smashes a box into a crucifix shape. Yeah. What item of clothing does Rowan Morrison throw into a pool into a pool in the cave as she and the investigator are being pursued by the locals on Mayday? Ooh. Is it a, like a a veil or something? A dress like a gown, a dress? It is a veil. A, ve a veil. It is a veil. Yeah, I'll give you that one. What aspect of their lives do Summer Isle natives hope to improve by their May Day sacrifice? Um, their, their harvest. Yeah. Final question. Ah, oh, come on. What is the Wicker Man? What is the Wicker Man? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a giant man made statue made out of Wicker. I've already ticked it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the clue's in the name. Yeah, a little bit. You uh, you got two wrong there, sir. I, I'm, I'm pleased with that. Pretty good. I'm pleased with that. You go. I, you obviously know the film more than me. Some of them seemed a bit like. Some of them seemed a bit more, uh, like the one picking the number. Uh, what was it? Um, what was the question? How many generations of summer old lords have reigned over the island? Three, four, one, or five? That's kind of a, unless you know that line. I mean, it's the it is the it is a line. He yeah. does say it. He does so, specify. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no. I'm pleased with that. I'm, I was I thought, oh, this is going to be tough. If it was, if it was going, I'm glad it was like about the film in that way. Because yeah. if it was going to be like, start asking me about writers and who was the best boy grip on uh, yeah. the original <laughs> like <laughs> or like specifics on the filming locations or something. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have been too good, but. Uh, no, no, well done, sir. Good. Well done. And look at that. Minute left. Hey. <laughs> just and we're out of this bitch. Just in time to say our <laughs> goodbyes, and then I might go and watch The Wicker Man. <laughs> Lovely. Now, I think I think we did it justice the best, the best way we could, because we both didn't really take anything away from it. Um, this, mm -hmm. we've always said this podcast is not to nitpick every single thing of the film we are shooting the shit we enjoy horror so much we just want to yeah. talk about it and we've talked about it the best way we possibly can today with this so sorry and uh, apologies if it's not your liking <laughs> go watch it enjoy it yourself <laughs> um taking a week off next week got yes. things things to get on with in life nice to have a little break but the following week in march we'll be back we'll be back uh, I believe with Treehouse of Horrors again. Yeah, we started February with them, so I believe we'll start the month with them. We'll now. start with. Are we? Are we? Can we give away what March is? Can we? Talk yeah, about fuck it. Um, well, we've missed a week now, list. so we're gonna have to cut something. Unless you want to fill it in in one, get it, get it in at some point. We still get four in. We'll just just knock it, knock it. We'll on. knock it forward. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. If you've got the uh, list, so we've got the treehouse of horrors. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember because I don't have the thing in front of me. But uh, let's try and remember ourselves. We have the treehouse of horrors. Uh, I mean, the order is probably not going to be right here, but the thing. Yes, and John Carpenter's the thing specifically. John Carpenter, not the yes. thing from outer space. No, not the prequel. The it's the thing. No, the the one, the thing. Uh, the creature from the black lagoon. Yes. Yep. Our our Capital. final, our finale of the Monsters of Universal. Yep. And there was something else, and that's what I'm drawing a blank on. It. We are going to be looking at comedy and horror. Oh yes, of course. It's an it's a discussion. It is. It's, a discussion. it's been a while. And it's a it is. It's been a while since we did a discussion. Yeah. Looking forward to that. So that will be good. I'm at. I think there's a couple of couple of movies that i might watch in advance of that one maybe that one we should push back because we've got a lot of films to maybe watch for that one 
sounds like a good plan. Maybe we should do push that back. That one will be coming in the near future, folks. <laughs> um, but do look forward to the Treehouse of Horror 3 and 4, which I'm looking forward to because these have some great bits in. Um, from doing the thumbnail, these have some great shorts in. Um, yes, Capital of Monsters of Horror and The Thing. So yeah, some good, good stuff coming your way. And our way, because they're going to be enjoyable. Yeah, that's it. We get to enjoy it too. Were you just looking up the tree houses then? Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good ones. There's some am. good ones. Yeah. I know. Uh, All yeah. right, then. That's it then, isn't it? We're out. Thank you very that's much. A, that's an hour. Thank you it. very much, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, stay safe. Stay well. And check out all the past stuff if you'd like, but we'd like you to. Send us emails. Send us mails. Send us carrier pigeons. And until next time, folks, we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.